Take two, brother. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, let's gloss over. Let's gloss over that last uh, episode. Episode twenty-three was uh, very short. Maybe we, we episode three point twenty-three point five. Anyway, how's it going, guys? How's it going, G? Yeah. Chilling, man. Chilling. I am looking forward to this this episode because we have who do we have, man? We have a guest. We have another guest. We have uh, we have mm. one of our uh, well. This is actually we discussed a few weeks ago having clients on the podcast, and mm. uh, he's our first client guest on the podcast. He's a client of mine. His name is Hemel, and uh, lucky enough to have worked with him for a long time. Lucky enough to know him uh, more personally, even even outside of training. And um, he's about to kick off our wave of client guests so without any further ado let's get him in the podcast let's hear what he has to say here he is we have bubble butt brown hey gents how is it going oh it's going he's, great i can hear he's you going fantastic <laughs> but, yeah exactly like basically what happened was we started recording and then uh umar's sound just went out don't know what the hell happened and we were just sitting there for two minutes going is that can you hear me can you hear me are you hearing me it's like let's just start again man <laughs> worst start to a podcast ever but it's okay we figured it out we figured it out exactly it's all good it's all Hamel, good Hamel, welcome good. man thank you guys it feels like quite an honor so thank you very much Uma, for asking me to join uh when you did message me saying i want you to join the podcast i was smiling the entire day uh, oh yeah that. amazing awesome. that's a plate it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Tell us um, what. Tell us about the origin of Bubblebutt Brown. Um, so Bubblebutt Brown, or the fact that I used to get called Bubblebutt at university, was quite a bit. I literally had a Bubblebutt. Um, <laughs> you started off the trend. I started off the trend. So, uh, <laughs> and it also had to do with a number of my dance moves. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just saying, and the fact that I was all Epic. up, and so it took up most of the, my body. So, um, yeah, that's where Bubblebot comes from. And uh, if some of my university friends decide to listen to this, they'll probably crack up. But, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend and a few other friends says, Hamel, you need to get your ass back. Like, seriously, you're, you you need to start getting that ass back. So, you know, clearly I didn't realize it's, it's quite impactful. Dude, it's an asset, man. There's <laughs> yeah, so many people who have to... It's so many people would kill to have that. <laughs> that's why I thought, you know what, Bubblebot is it's kind of a, a good way in. Yeah, why not, amazing. man? Why not? We all, we're all, we're always happy to hear like guests have his random ass things. Everyone has his random ass things, right? Got to bring yeah, him exactly. forward. Got to bring him forward. This is super fun. That's too funny. So, what would you like? Uh, was it like a? Were you quite big, or did you really slim? <laughs> like, were you always slim, but just had a big ass and then lost the ass? Like, what's the story here? Um, so, I'm sure you guys are familiar with skinny fat, right? So, I, I yeah. think I was the perfect definition of someone that was skinny fat. Um, right. I think growing up, I was what I ate, which was a potato. So I constantly <laughs> ate potatoes. I was a really good Gujarati boy that ate uh, like potatoes and potatoes and more potatoes. So <laughs> it was just that. Right? that was me. Uh, I think over time, then I changed a lot of my habits and diets and foods and started to actually exercise, work out. So my body changed with that and my whole like personality lifestyle choices also changed but i think that's mm. where that uh, first start came in in terms of what i was and who i am i can't believe you've been this long bro i've been i've been known you for like 44 and a half 35 years i've never known that you were called bubba butt 
your, your entire <laughs> life. That's it. That's it. All our sessions now. You know, you're not going to get called Hamill ever again. <laughs> <laughs> never, <laughs> never. I'm going to forget that name now. It's like Mr. Hems sometimes. Yeah, Mr. Like Hems. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, that's that's the one. That's the one. I, I, I like Hems. I like Hem, Hemel's name is just cool. It's you know, it, it sounds like to me, it sounds like some kind of uh, some king in Lord of the Rings, Hemel. Like, <laughs> yeah. like uh, it's just, just some like uh, there's actually there's actually a thing, some um, some like mine or something, some mine in Lord of the Rings. I swear it's called like right. Hemel Mine or something. I, I remember <laughs> hearing like the mythology or whatever. The first first time I heard his name, I was like, that's a sick name. That's a really cool name. So uh, there you go, bro. There you go. Oh, definitely look into that because all I've heard is Hemel Hempstead, and other than that, yeah, yeah, uh, mine. that's too easy. That's too boring. Yeah, that's it. Boring. That's it. That's yeah, but bubble butt is that's, like... that's it. No more Hemel. No more Hemel. Bubble butt now. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna go down on the goals, right? Like Umar just scratched all your other goals. Now he's like, okay, we're working on bubble butt. We're bringing that back. <laughs> I actually, actually showed Hemel my, my massive board over here. I'm going to tell the guys to see it. So this is yeah, this is nice. my my like planning board over here. And Hemel was on oh, there. Wicked. In uh, you could probably freeze frame that and have a look at some of the things I've been writing. But Hemel's on yeah. there. In um, he was most recent client on there. So I, I can change those goals now to uh, just grow that grow that ass. That's it. That's all that's going to go on there. Yeah. Done. What uh, Hemel? What triggered uh, what triggered your change? Um, like from being a potato to sorting that shit out, basically. So, like, um, I'll go through a bit of about me. So, mm-hmm. I grew up in uh, in London. So, um, and I was lucky enough to be brought up by my grandparents, my parents. I have some sisters, so I had a really good family support network. Um, but I had, as I mentioned, a lot of sisters. So I was like the only guy there. Um, so growing up, I didn't really have any interest in sports or anything like that. Um, it was really difficult for me to even start playing it. I'll start playing, probably run out of breath. Um, I think I realized I was trying to compete with certain people that were natural athletes or able to do it, and that wasn't me. So I'd give up. That's pretty much what I did. And then I think towards uh, around 17, 18, I realized that, okay, I, I want to make a bit of a difference So in the way I look and feel really <coughs> on a day-to-day basis. Like, um, I, I didn't feel good about myself in the way I was. And I think it was something that I then ended up working really hard and just spent a lot of time working. So I found myself a job, and, I, and my first job was working in a bakery, which suited me to the ground. So um, for those that know me, like, I, I literally loved working in my bakery. Uh, at the age of 15 and three quarters, I was running the place. So I'd wow. go in, wow. I'd have the keys, I'd go in, I, I'd start the baking, the bread, the baguettes. Like I was able to make like 250 baguettes in like the space of two to three hours. Like that's how wow. we do, like send them out. And we, we had fun like, uh, and it was great. But it helped me mask some of my insecurities in terms of food. So I, I continued it and... Um, after that, I managed to get my job in banking, and I then secured a really good job in banking, um, started being a cashier, and then throughout university, I had that job. So whilst other people were struggling with certain financial debts or living that student life, I didn't have a problem of just going to work, and yes, I, I had that regular stream of, of income coming in, so it was fine. Um, nice. And then as soon as I finished off um, university at 21, I became a branch manager. So position of responsibility, quite young. I looked young. I couldn't even, I still can't grow facial hair. So um, <laughs> it, it's been something that I just fell into and pressurized to do. 
And that happened. And I realized that actually I wanted to change from retail front, front end banking and I moved into management consultancy and actually that's where it stemmed. And then I think with management consultancy, I kind of let myself go even further where I let the stress take over me. So I didn't really spend much time with, um, let's keep going on to be right back. Carry on, carry on. I just, uh, ate my way through it or worked until like 10, 15 hours. Uh, really inefficiently, I would say, actually. And then I think there was a pivotal point where one of my friends decided to go backpacking. And he came up with this whole approach of going Southeast Asia, South America, came up with this whole trip. And I was about 26 at this time. And I said, all right, I want to join you. And it was like the biggest shock ever. Like, this is the guy that was, like, had everything structured, woke up every morning at 7.30. I had a gym membership. I paid a lot of money for it. Never went. Um, and it was just like, that was all the structure. I had the intention of going and, but then I'll be like, no, works comes first. Got to get in. So I ended up used to, I would actually be in my, my kit of the gym, but, and, but I'll just, I'll, I'll drop my bag in the office at seven 30 and then I'll start and realize actually, do you know what? I'm going to just start working. So then I'll just change again and then just continue working. And I'll work until again, until like 11 o'clock at night, come back. Mm. And I think the, the change happened where I was like, no, do you know what? I want a bit of myself. Everyone's, uh, I was, oh, am I going to find myself? I don't know. Um, and then I split the trip and we decided to go to South America and I backpacked all over South America. Absolutely loved it. And I think at the, the first pivotal moment for me or where something changed was when I had to do a hike in, um, in a really hot scenario. Um, it was in Santa Marta, which is in Colombia. I've never, as I mentioned, I've never done anything strenuous. Um, I never really gone outside of my comfort zone. Um, and I decided to do about a 50 kilometer hike in real heat. And it was probably still to this day, one of the toughest things I've done. Um, my legs would cramp every two minutes. I would like drink water and the, I'll just sweat it out straight away. But mm. the amount, tell us how high it was. It was like, uh, I think it was around, uh, must be about 30 degrees um celsius and then and then up from there and then it went through all weathers like it was yeah okay like 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 it was it was ridiculous and it was like and sometimes it'll rain so there'll be like i'm six foot two i think um and my there'll be mud up until my hip (laughs) if you if you get it the wrong place your your foot's on the side and and it's raining so you're slipping and i'll be like holding on to the sides of it it was safe But obviously Mm. for me, like I was, my balance wasn't the best. Like I would start cramping. But Mm. I think the biggest thing that I learned through that process was the amount of support I got. I think that's the first time I realized that I'm not in competition with others. I'm not in competition with myself. People Mm. are there along the journey. So yes, I may have been slow. There were people slower than me. There were a lot of people faster than me, but it didn't matter. It was there Mm. for the fun. And we were literally just like, if somebody went down, we would help them. We would get back up and we'd continue the hike. If mm. I wanted to rest a bit, um, it, it was just great. It was, a, it was a brand new experience to me. It's not something that I ever even thought that I, I would be able to do. So um, that was the first time, I think, that was the uh, ta-da moment that something can change. Mm. Yeah. Um, That's amazing because it's like that, just like one experience and it's just uh, just it's, it sounds something small because you're with people and they're helping you out and it's like uh it does yeah it doesn't sound like such a big deal but it is it is a big deal in the context of everything that you 
like everything that it means to you coming going going from that yeah like even i think that the bit that i dreaded so the friend that i went with he's like super athletic and he loved all these challenges and i think this is a bit that i dreaded was am i going to be able to do that and even like the fear that i had going on the hike during the hike and then finishing that 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 end feeling that i have i still remember to this day and sometimes that's probably one of my most joyous occasions but you're you're right it's it's that whole process of going through it and the, mm. the support that you get through it is just phenomenal. And you can apply it to lots of things. If you, you can apply it to the coaching that I get through Umar, um, you mm. can apply it through the way that I'm even at work as well. So I think that story was the, the bit that I realized that support can be found through lots of different ways. Mm. Um, yeah, and then continued uh, my traveling. I did two further hikes. Um, I did Machu Picchu, which is the Inca Trail. Yeah. And um, I then went down south to uh, Argentina, where I did the W track. So that was mm. where you like hiking snow and stuff. Um, yeah, and, and I think that was my my first ever moment of I can I can do something. And even mm. if um, it's a bit of a struggle or it takes a bit longer, it's fine. It, it, you just you continue it. Um, then I got back uh, from my travels for four months and it wasn't just hiking guys. It was uh, a lot of like <laughs> Rio carnival is something that I recommend. Yeah. I heard you guys, yeah. are single guys so definitely go there <laughs> um, at some point. It's not safe right now, but, uh, yeah. uh explore the, those areas. I party, <clears throat> hard. I, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> go there to get a different kind of infection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, yeah. And then, then I came back. And I came back and I was literally back to my job and mm. um, I was started creeping up again. And I said to myself that, right, I have it in me to now change. I have it in me. Mm. Um, what am I going to do? And I went through about um, a couple of PPs and I tried to look up where, who, who do I want to train? And I think everyone has mentioned this in a number of podcasts around ultimate performance. It literally sells you that dream body. It tells you, you go in, you're going for 12 weeks, you go in and you will get results. It's got a proven track. And I said, right, that's what I need. And that's what I want. And I went in and Uma's there. And I still remember certain days. They haunt me sometimes. <laughs> um, but it was that, um, I think with Uma, it's just the humbleness. It's like he got in, he, he, he got in straight away and he got into my head, which was, at that set of time, I just wanted to get shredded. I didn't want to learn in that sense. And and there were mm. times when he would take me, you know, the, that door in between the pendulum, Uma, you know, exactly mm. the one I'm talking about in City, um, where he'll take me and he'll just literally be like, if you don't care, just get out. And, and, and I think right. it was that, it was the, the point of that was also, and I'll talk about this, where Uma was, he signed up to work for P, uh, for UP. I signed up to work for UP and UP yes. was, was about results. Sorry to jump in. I'm, unfortunately, I'm having some really bad technical difficulties today. My charger isn't working for my iPad. Keep going. Keep mm -hmm. talking. I'm going to find it. And if it cuts me out, I'll come back in. All right. Carry on. Yeah. Carry right. on. Really cool, sorry, man. I'm going right. to drop out, but I'll come back in. All right, man. Hopefully, this is the bit where I wanted him to pitch in as well because it's a. Yeah. Bit, yeah. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. But, um, and I signed up for it and I got a, a, a decent transformation. It gave me a solid foundation. I knew what I was doing when I was working with him. Um, I, I, I would end up hosting barbecues. So another massive passion I have is cooking, um, mm. so I host barbecues, but I would sit there with my own containers of chicken and veg right. and, um, that's all pre-cooked whilst 
um, everybody else is eating a load of fil- um, meals. They thought That's respect, I was man. insane. People thought yeah. I was crazy. Um, and I, 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 there were times when I thought I was crazy. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I did that for, I think I ended up doing that for 16 weeks. Um, mm. I got the results I wanted. Um, and I'm really grateful for that because I think it gave me the bit of saying once again, my second bit of right, yes, this can happen. Um, years went on and then I continued and this is where we started saying like lockdown happened again. And through that period, I, I actually did hire a few other trainers through that time, um, mm. not with them. And I can now look back and explain like some of them I'm with that I will say are oh, fantastic and whatever reasons, but the other's reasons was, I actually think some of them were shit. Um, I didn't get what I wanted out of them because, and I knew that the standard that I get from UP at the time was not something that you can get from others. Um, And there's a lot of stuff that I could say, like if there's personal trainers out there is not even knowing where, so for example, bits where I I know that where others have failed, where I know that Uber picks up is I've had injuries in my shoulder. Um, Mm. Others just masked it and said, you know what, let's not worry about that. Let's leave that to one side and we just continue training. But clearly that's not going to work. Whereas, yeah, exactly. and, and I'll talk about the way we've been training recently at home. Um, and it's just gone through, I've just gone through cycles where I hate it. I hated the gym. And I said that I hate the, um, hated the gym in the sense of I would go in there and I wouldn't be bothered. Um, my mind wanders. Um, I'd go in there. Yes. Okay. I'm doing this exercise, but I'm not interested in the exercise. So that's why I felt like I needed a coach. So I needed a PT on there. So I tried to do it with myself. I tried to go with my friends. And um, one of my friends that used to say to me, Hamill, just shut the fuck up. Stop talking about food whilst we're training. Like, I just was not interested. And and I couldn't get into the zone. And and that's what used to happen to me when I trained alone. Um, Moving on from that, just before lockdown, I said, to uh, my girlfriend here, I was like, I really want to be able to learn. Like, I think that's where I was like, I want to learn. I want to be have that freedom of going to the gym where I'm confident and being able to say that I'm actually enjoying myself and I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's where I think Uma comes in. And mm. I, I called him and, I, and we were messaging and whatever. And the first training session uh, we had, it was completely different so it was whilst uma's always been humble he knows his stuff but him training me this time was completely different because we spoke about it and right. we his first question to me was how did you sleep i was like why is he asking me about my sleep i was like <laughs> like i slept fine thank you like that that's literally my, my result and even to this day he asks me my, the first question when we train is how was your sleep and i'll be like oh actually it was restless or actually I, it wasn't good and now I started realizing myself that that question he asked me was, so I start realizing actually, how am I sleeping? Am, am I getting enough hours in? Am I being restless? Because that is going to impact the way we're going to train today. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are little things. We spent loads of times breathing. We did lots of different breathing exercises. And to this day now, and now from going from home, I've started training a bit at the gym. I can actually see a big bit of a difference. And we can discuss that in a bit. Um, and then we did like just feelings and moving. So holding my core, um, mm. I think, and, and maybe others will go through this or not, but I still sometimes don't know how to hold my core. 
I'll, I'll be in an exercise and I'll realize that I've lost it. And actually, mm -hmm. like to say, for example, trying to build on my butt, it's not going to work if I don't hold my core and I'm doing a lunge. Um, mm. I know that I can, whether the weight is light or, or medium heavyweight, my legs can cope with that. Mm. Um, I've got enough weight, but I can't do the lunge because I'm not holding the exercise. I'm not in it from an end to end perspective. Yeah. So I think that's where the biggest bit around learning has come in, um, mm. this, and I think the second highlight with Huma, I'm going, going through this quite fast, but we'll, we'll go through mm. it again is, is his uh, learning like, um, uh, the best one I think is the bent overall where I like something, I couldn't get it. And I, and I think right. it like, it was frustrating Uma. It was frustrating me in a, in a positive way, but I just couldn't get it. I couldn't not bend my lower back. I couldn't keep my lower back and my upper back different. Mm. So, um, I think we decided to have a lesson on Sunday where we both spent an, and Uma spent an hour just explaining to me, to me how to do a bent overall. And yeah. we took out books. We took out feet, like we sat down, we explained like, these are the muscles, these are the bones. And, it's not like we went straight into it. We tried for like three or four sessions and, and these are weeks and stuff. And then we, he went away and he worked out how am I going to teach him on how to do, learn how to do a bent overall? It's important to me, it's important to him. And I, I don't know how you actually ended up coming up with the idea and maybe you can explain it to us. But um, yeah, now I can do a bent overall. Yeah. That, that and plenty more, man, that and plenty more. Yeah, and, right. and I think, um, it's the willingness to teach and the willingness to learn. I think that's the bit that um, I'm, I'm now in the phase of, I don't want a 12 week or an 18 week transformation. I want something that I can actually sit there and be like, okay, I get it. If there's now an exercise where I'm doing, and I might even get to the second or third set. And then I'll say to him, oh, I didn't feel anything. And, and I don't know whether I'll be like, I actually don't know what it is. And we start all over again. Um, or we'll decide, are we going to go up a weight? Um, and I'll openly say, no, because I don't know if my form was right. I don't know mm. if, and, and he'll say, actually, am I, I know you can do more, but I want to double check what, the way you're doing it. Are you, yeah. are you sure? And, and, and I feel then, then the quizzes happen. Where did you feel it? And, and I'll, I'll actually even have to ask myself. And then I realize that sometimes I'm not in the zone. I don't re remember. And I'll actually openly say, I don't remember. Let's do it again. And I'll, I'll actually concentrate to figure out where I felt it. Yeah. So I think this is where we're at now and we're seeing different levels of progression, um, in different ways. So for example, my shoulder is something that we've really worked on in terms of mobility. We've realized that, um, I struggled with certain areas in terms of hip and mobility. So we've really worked on that. And now, yeah, we, we're getting into the lunges. It's not my favorite thing to do, but I also know that my butt and my legs are my asset, so I, I need to work at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where we're at now, and um, it's had a massive positive impact to the way I'm working. I think um, even over the last couple of months, I've had WhatsApp messages from colleagues saying, "Oh, you've really taken on more, um, mm. like at work. Like I've genuinely taken on more because before I was afraid on how much I would take on, and right. I'm taking on more in terms of giving other people direction." telling others that, okay, no, I think we should do this. And I think it all stems from the positivity and the energy that I get outside of work and what I'm getting through my boss as well at work, who I also see as one of my mentors and my coaches. And it's about saying, actually, I've got all of this stuff happening physically, mentally, and well-being wise that has uh, really got me to where I'm at now, which is pretty, I'm in a pretty happy state. Amazing, man.
Sorry, I'm sorry for missing most of that, guys. That's uh, <laughs> on me. How is the audio on my side? Yeah, you can. You whacking the headphones? They're not working with the laptop. This is like a. This is yeah. like a. I turn one way. I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm getting denied. I'm turning the other way, and my 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 iPad's not charging for some weird reason. Um, even even with the right charger now. So uh, having a few uh, last minute <laughs> pop ups. Are we are we good to carry on with with no headphones? Yeah, yeah let's just do it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I think it goes back yeah. to so pre-preparing them myself. There and you go. Talking. That's yeah. it. You're right, man. We were talking about the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, you're pretty good. It's the 20%. But I think actually it's 95-5. You're advocating it. <laughs> we know that. And, and this is another time that I'm publicly telling you you need to cut that bit out, mate. You're totally right. You're totally right. You know what I need? At the end of this week, this 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 is this is the kick up the pads that I need, right? Because I'm gonna go out and buy a pair of headphones, which are just for the podcast. I'm gonna go out and buy a charger, which actually works for my iPad, which isn't yeah. just the last minute charger. I'm really I really do apologize because egg on <laughs> egg on the face brown should be my new name. Egg on the face brown, not not this crystal clear brown rubbish. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I digress. That's that's a that's a really interesting story, man. There's there's there's, there's, there's a, even when you start telling it early, it's not early part of that. There's a lot that I didn't uh, that I didn't hear properly, but um, your travel stories, uh, who you were before we actually started training, um, I want to I want to cycle it back down to that a little bit if we could. Um, yeah. And I, I, th I think G G actually asked you why did you come in in the first place, and you you I assume you went into that. I didn't actually catch that bit, so could you could you go over that for me a little bit? So I think the why was why did I start training with you? Is that the well, just question? just in general personal training, going to the gym. You can you can re, you can recount it all the way back to there. Yeah, so I think the why came in from the fact that I didn't want to continue living my life the way I was, in the sense of the pressure and not being able to control it. I think going into the the gym was a bit of a fear. I knew that I didn't have an interest in sports, so me trying to play football is not something that's going to happen overnight. Me trying to go into a gym is something that I knew that there was that that ability. I knew that that's something that I wanted to do and something that um, I just didn't know how to. Mm. And I knew that if I surround myself with people that do know how, maybe I'll get there. Mm. And then, it, then I realized that actually it's, and it goes back to it. Um, certain friends have really helped me, certain ones that it just didn't work. It didn't click. And I think it then also even trainers, and I explained earlier, Umar, that I've had trainers in between when we worked at UP and after, and it didn't work either um, because certain trainers wanted to train more athletic folks. They didn't have the interests of people like me. So it was really difficult because we just didn't connect. And I think the why was like, I, I now want to do this because I want to have um, that better lifestyle. I want to be the silver fox with hair by 40. Like that's, mm. that's literally what, and it's something that I think I want to achieve. Like I didn't get it when I was younger. I, mm. I wasn't in a, in a physical state where, um, and this is more like physical, emotional, or, or the power of that knowledge bit when I was younger, but that's okay. It, it's fine. And, and I've accepted that. It's about now, what do I want to do over the next few years of my life? And where do I want to be? And I think I was, I was joking around with my friends. And I, I think I mentioned this to you, Umar, as well is that I always hear my friends complaining about knee pain. And I said to them, that's your fault for playing football when you were kids. If you're a fat fucker like me, when you, when I was younger, um, my knees were just unused. So right now, they're, they're, they're right. Um, so, so they're, they're ready to be conditioned. So they're ready to go for the sprint. They're ready to do all that. Stuff. So, so I, I'm not suffering like you. 
<laughs> I love that. I love that. That shouldn't, shouldn't have been so athletic. <laughs> that's all your fault. But that's do you know what? There's there's a there's a a story within that story because what you're really saying is that you should just be educated toward your body before you start using it properly. Yeah. And that that's the that's the um the foundation on which we create our current relationship. That like you've come to me with the want and the desire to learn about your body. And then that creates in me a want and a desire to go and find out your answers. You know what I mean? And that that's the best thing that, that that's that's the way this relationship has to work. Like personal trainers, um, you can put that I'm just your your personal teacher within this respect. Like you've come to a personal teacher who who has done years in the gym. So therefore I am I have experience there. Sometimes that experience isn't always the best thing for the person in front of me. But the fact that you've come forward with that want and with that desire, it, it kind of it just stems, it makes me go forward and learn about it. You know what I mean? And that that that's the best thing about this relationship is that you're such an avid learner. And that's the best you're always asking questions. We're always like like you explained earlier about breaking out the textbook when it came to breaking out breaking down and bent over row. And that that was for me one of my, my favorite sessions I've ever delivered because I I learned that <clears throat> I learned this uh, this phrase like disassociation from from Jordan Shallow on the preschool level one course which which G's now doing and um, he was talking about it in in respects to breathing and then he kind of went on to talk about it in the respects to disassociate this part of your spine with this part of your spine so basically this can be doing something while this is doing something totally different. And it was with the intention of making sure your shoulders can fully function, your upper back can fully function in a bent over row. So we're not just kind of stuck in a position. We're actually able to round and extend and flex and extend while we do the exercise. And um, it's quite it's quite a skill, man. It's quite a skill, you know, like kind of having to be, be, be able to, to break one thing down from the other, especially when it's such a convention for you to hold yourself in one position, only be in that position and spend your day, your night, your life, your your eating, your sleeping, everything in that same position. But then someone's come along and be like, oh, no, just just stop doing that. Wow, how can't do that? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's yeah. why it did take us time. It did take us time to to break apart those things. But again, all the ingredients are there. It's just a matter of matter of cooking time. You know what I mean? And now now you're done. You know what I mean? The oven's gone ping, mm-hmm. and Hamilton can, can bust it out every day of the week. And it doesn't matter what exercise it's in whether it's a chest supported row whether it's a single arm pull down whether it's a bent over row whether it's double dumbbell bent over row which we'll progress on to um it's it the now that that uh, that movement pattern is instilled you know i mean that the thought process is there and again doesn't like you said with a lot of these things it doesn't doesn't matter about time this this is such a uh, a thing i really want to get away from with with any kind of future projects i have with regards to training people or or, or anything in, in that realm time is such a di- distraction for people because it's like oh 16 weeks clock's ticking i best understand this by the end of this session otherwise i'm gonna get my money back it's like well do you want to understand this well then we have to work at it at the rate at which we understand things and obviously that's partly on me to explain things well and use my words and actually be able to converse with you in a way that is on your level but really it comes it, it, it's it's also on your part to to be an avid learner like you are and actually ask questions and actually be interested and be fully present and fully in the room which um i think if a lot of people out there listening to this can can judge themselves across those same criteria sometimes they're missing and sometimes it, it can go against um your progress in any of these any of these uh things you're trying to learn so yeah it's a it's, it's fun it's fun to get to work with somebody like you 100 percent. yeah thank yeah. you man. 
And I think the, the learning bit is really important and stuff like handing over the baton at the right time. So I think recently, mm-hmm. I give you an example as well that what we've handed over is I count my own reps. So um, I've taken a notebook into the gym. I write down what was my kilos of weight. I write down how many sets I've done it. And it's not because Uma's not doing it. It's because he's trying to get me equipped for going independent. He's trying to make sure that I start getting accountable for it because he's noticed that actually I do rely on him all the time to say, (laughs) how many was that? Where, Where am I? And I think these are little things where it's like, if I don't start getting accountable to it now, then I will get lost again. And, and this is the bits where I think it's really important. It's knowing, and, and I didn't even realize that you were doing this, but knowing when to certain transition certain steps to, and it's like a teacher in a school, you're not always going to do everything for them. At some point in time, you have to hand stuff over. And I think that's just absolutely been phenomenal for me. Um, as you can see, like I've got my notepad all ready for it. Um, but yeah, no, that's been really good. Makes me super happy, man. Makes me super happy. Like, go on, go on, G. That's what it's all about. Because at the end of the day, it's like it's your body. You got to be able to learn how to take care of yourself. And as you've shown us as well, it's not just about your body. It's about your mental state. It's about your well-being. It's about uh, how you operate in life. So you start to get the grounding for that in the gym because you know that's a place where you've learned how to challenge yourself. And then without you realizing it you started to apply that for the rest of your life and where other people have come to you and be like, oh man, I can see that you're really leveling up, you know? And that's an incredible thing where you haven't even like put yourself out there in that regard for those people. You're just doing you now, but you're doing you better uh, as a result of all the stuff you've picked up in the gym and uh, the, the bigger stuff that comes from that. And it's uh, it's affecting your environment more than, more than you even realize. That's brilliant. That's brilliant for mm. sure, man. For sure. And um, you, you touched on uh, something when when I was having my earlier episode. Um, <laughs> you, you were talking about um, time at UP, and there's there's two things I want to touch on. Firstly, um, firstly that if you could cycle back to it a little bit, just a bit about your experience, and I wanted to interject with a few comments and and, and uh, just have a bit of dialogue about that. And then you also touched on this 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 vision of yourself in the future, and I want to touch on that because that that ties into my name. And uh, we're going to get on to leopard, bro. I'm noticing a trend with some animals here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Black hand a couple of weeks ago, and leopard this week. So we can, we got we got to uh, we got to unpack that too. So uh, if inspired I by nature, man. I like it. I like it. We're going we're going to get into that as well. Uh, if I could steer it back to UP a little bit, you the last thing I remember you talking about was um, yeah, basically just go back into that for me. Go back into unpacking that. Are you talking about how uh, selling you the dream? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I think UP. <laughs> I went into UP because I wanted a result. At the end of UP, I wanted to look like that picture on that magazine. And somebody sold me that and they were say, able, saying that I'm able to do it. Um, I look back and I, I remember actually on my transformation, I got like a six to me um, out of 10, by the way, and they rank it like based on lots of different ways. For me, it was a 10 out of 10 right. in the sense of my transformation. If, if you look at it personally from what I've explained in terms of my story, um, I've not really went to the gym. I didn't really play. Um, I didn't even really know how to do half the exercises. So for me, I, I actually achieved more. But on paper, if you look at the actual physicalness or the achievement on the end of it, when you're trying to compare me with um, people that are either former athletes that have gone back in to do a transformation or somebody with a bit of a core, yes, clearly they're aesthetically, they're going to do that transformation. So I think going back into UP and UMA, the way we trained is 
you trained me in order to get those results. It was about there getting in, screaming, shouting, and that environment was there. It was like you signed up to get your clients results. I signed up that I wanted results. It, there was learning. Absolutely. I'm not saying that there wasn't any learning in there, but it was more around I've spent this whole commitment in trying to achieve that. So if the exercise didn't work for me, it was just like either we would not overlook it, we'll adapt it, but we'll still do the exercise. So mm. that was something that we always had to do. Um, and, and like we said, it, there was a time limit because there, there was those restrictions and those calls. So now I look at it, I probably, would I do something like that again? Probably not. Um, it's not something that I, I would I would do, but am I grateful that I did it? Absolutely. Because it was I was in that moment of I can. I was in the moment of I can do something different. I can change something. And I at that time, I did want it time box. So I think that's where, where I was. And there was been a big difference in terms of the way you train. Um, I think you, you always know your stuff, right? Uh, but even the way you're approaching me now to the way you're approaching me then, it's because we're different results. We're looking, we have completely different goals. And one thing that I've got to say is you've adapted me as your client to achieve my two, two different goals. There I was there trying to get myself. I wasn't in the, in the mo mode of trying to learn. I was more interested in what that magazine was going to look like. And I was there if, if, if I didn't understand event overall, then I think what you probably would have done is just not got me to do the exercise. Mm. If taken it, you would have just been like, like, right, let's just adapt it because of that time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting, man. It's really interesting because you, you've unpacked that so well in regards to the mind, the mindset of the person walking in through the door. And that's why that place is unbelievably successful is because the majority of the mindsets of the people that walk through the door are that they want to come in, smash for the hour, and then see you later, see you in the day, a day of a day of recovery, a day of rest, come back in and smash for the hour again. And some, along the way, a lot of people get very fantastic results, but along the way, I'd say a lot of people get led through the result rather than get taught about how to empower themselves, educate themselves, and actually go about it. And then and obviously that's varying for different people. I'm not, I'm not going to paint them with the same brush and say every client walks out without any education because some people are, like you said, they just come in with, with a different background, come in with, with less stress, more stress. And you've got you've to be able to pivot on the spot as a coach to impart more knowledge or even don't or pull back or just say nothing at all and just say, good, get on the gym floor. We're going we're gonna to crash, crash the bus for a whole hour and we're going to leave with, with the result we are, we came in, in mind with. Um, and then it's really interesting with someone like yourself because you, from, you were one of the people who was responsible for me changing as a coach. And that, I'm, I'm saying it now, I'm very, becoming very much more aware of it because when you came in, I knew that that approach was wrong for you. I knew that me pushing you um, would leave you with a result, quote-unquote result, but it wouldn't leave you fulfilled as a human being. You know what I mean? And that was the thing that I was always wanting to do was through your time with me, forget I'm a personal trainer, forget I'm, forget I'm a trainer, forget I'm working for a company or whatever. I just wanted your time with me to equal the best result for you. And I knew at an intuitive level that what I was giving you wasn't going to be what you needed. You know what I mean? It wasn't a case of get on the leg press or that or the row or the bench press or the chest supported, whatever, and actually take this guy to failure. Because he doesn't need to be taken to failure. He just needs to be talked to in a manner that 
empowers him, makes him feel confident, makes him feel calm, makes him feel in control. You know what I mean? And that that was such a an eye opener for me because I was a young coach at the time and I, I was about to fully indo- I was currently indoctrinating myself entirely. Like the way I described UP for me was I got to the door, I left my bags and said, teach me everything you know. And I, I didn't I didn't I didn't want to hold on to anything of my own coming in. Like my all my colours stripped, everything just make me UP. And I was, I was captain UP for a long time. That's why I got moved to Mayfair as their head coach to go go and teach these guys how to do their jobs. That was that was sometimes that was sometimes how it was just how it was defined to me was go and be the shouty screamy guy over there because you're good at doing it here. I take some of that energy over there. And it was really interesting because clients like yourself taught me that not everybody is a nail and I don't always need to be a hammer. You know, I mean I can I can talk to you, I can I can pull you pull you aside like we like we talked about some of the some of the discussions we had. Um, yeah, really, really interesting, man. Really interesting. And it's allowed me to to be much more effective for other clients as well. Uh, I completely uh, ag- agree with that. I think the, the, the biggest example is um, if I'm getting ready to do some weights, aggression doesn't work for me. Getting angry isn't going to work for me. Getting calm mm-hmm. is. Being in, yep. in the state of don't worry about it, like chill the fuck out, chill out, like go on, do it. And I don't know why I'm swearing because I don't swear. But, um, <laughs> like, like actually just, just chill and, and do the Now you're getting angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, and that's, that's now what we've adapted to because that's what works for me. And, and that whole aggression side of it, maybe it will change. I don't know. But these are little things that I think that once you start picking up, for me, that's really what's working. And I can start seeing some of this longevity of where I come in and I, I sometimes send videos of the way I'm training to Umar when I train alone. And it would be, I'll be like, let, let me know if the form's right. And he'll just send me back saying, I'm so happy right now. And it's only because it's like everything that he's put the effort in, everything that I put the effort in is coming to fruition. So I know that he posted my stretch push. I was delighted upon that. The amount, like yeah. I, I was, because it's not something that I was able to do. It's not something that I felt was that I was ever good at. I didn't even know when I was recording it whether I was doing it right. Um, but then to come back and saying, right, actually, Hamill, you've smashed it, is a great feeling. Mm. And it's something yeah, that man. now every every time we've done this first humor since then, it's just even not even since it, but just in general, it's progression. Mm-hmm. And, and it's helping me with this exercise and other exercises as well because that's what I have to relate back to. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's great to see, man. It's great to see your progression. I think I, think I can definitely say that Hemel is is fantastic at something that Gurinder talks about every week, which is celebrating the small wins. And that's something that Kuji, something that you taught me. Um, it's something that Hemel does a lot. Um, I'd say I'd say kind of back in the day, taking it back to UP for a second because the environment is such a pressured environment in between sets sometimes you just you just almost the, the vision on the gym floor and i've seen this so many times is like clients will get off the leg press and they're almost being ushered over to the chest press sit down get your dumbbells three two one up let's go mm-hmm. and for me there's such a there's such a chasm in between those two movements that you have to fill with more than just okay let's go let's go come on grab your water yes. yeah, yeah, ready ready come on no that's so basic. That's so basic, right? And and um, Hemel, at the end of most of his sets now, we'll have a breakdown. We'll have a okay, catch your breath. How did that feel? And he's been into that. He's been into that as well because he, he'll say things like, "Oh, we'll, we'll ask like, where did you feel that? How was how was the movement for you? Did you feel in control? All of these things are just required for the client in front of you. And uh, one thing that I usually get back now is that was really good. That was really good. I felt that loads, and I think I did good there. Fantastic. And you know what? For me, though, those are 
him, that's Hemel actualizing his own ability to pat himself on the back, which is so required, yeah. so needed. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, a, it's not a, not a, like a, uh, what is it, bro? It's, it's super necessary, right? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> super necessary. hundred percent, hundred percent. Hemel, you can, you can probably, you can speak on that better than anybody. Um, it's having, doing that now, like seeing your small wins, what does that do for you? It does. It motivates me. It keeps me going because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard for me. It's hard as in, and, and I'm trying to say is that if I was sitting there saying that this isn't good enough, even if I've adjusted what I'm doing, it's, it's an achievement for me. And, and that's what keeps me going. Um, even when I'm, um, a lot of people are different. It's saying like, right, how many sets is this? How many reps am I going to do? Am I going to do eight? Am I going to do 12 or 10? Um, and e- just getting into that zone of saying, right, completing that 12 or even doing an eight, uh, plus four that's fine as in it just depends on where i'm at i'm not saying that, that these are the, all the right answers but for me that's mm-hmm. still an achievement mm-hmm. yeah. and, and that's where i think it, it goes to is that what is it personally for you yeah that's big that's that's a lesson for every single client out there is uh to celebrate that a little bit better because let's start from like very baseline the fact they're even doing it is a win right because you're coming from not doing it at all to doing something which is guaranteed to improve your life if you just keep doing it a little bit every day. Then on top of that is, okay, paying attention to how the exercise is going and paying attention to the fact that you actually did the exercise, you did more of it. And then just, again, building, 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 celebrating every little step along the way. And like you said, man, it's crucial for your motivation. In fact, it's, it's motivation is, uh, I mean, for me, motivation and willpower, they don't exist when you're actually inspired by the thing that you're doing. If you're celebrating along the way, you don't need motivation. You don't need willpower. You, all you need is to remember why you're doing it and to celebrate along the way. Then when you do that, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like willpower ain't a thing. Motivation ain't a thing. Like, that's what I'm quite curious about, actually. Like um, if you're able to unpack that a little bit too, where you're having a barbecue, you're hosting a barbecue, but you're sitting there munching your own thing while everybody else is munching theirs and then you're in an environment where everybody's enjoying their food and telling you you're crazy and you're like maybe i am a little bit crazy but i still want to do this thing like what was that like for you because that's something for me um and for clients i think is really important to understand is that um the environment how that can affect you but because it sounds like you were really strongly connected to your why why you're doing it that it made all the difference you didn't listen to all the naysayers and the bullshit that was going around so just tell us a bit more about that so, so the food bit was and i, and I think it'll, it'll, it's going to go through a journey so i've had mm. food where i'll be in jail i'll go to bed and i will wake up and i'll go eat that chocolate bar it, it's happened mm. like and and i've had serious issues and i think the the why bit in terms of g in terms of that one was when i was at up like i invested mm. like I, I was shitting it seeing umar the next day and if I didn't hit that framework, like as in I had my structure and I did it. But I think the other bit was in terms of when I was there in that zone of the why of, of why did, was I able to control my food intake is I also wanted the results. I wanted those results so bad that I was like, do you know what? The food intake, the adjustment is fine. And my uh, got, got to give a massive shout out to my dad in this one. He really helped me through that time. He went to Costco, got my salmon, got my chicken all my veggies and and he would buy it go off and get it all for me i'll cook it all my sister and i remember we used to do all the containers but it it just happened and i think because i brought everybody along the road where 
people saw me eat. So that's the biggest difference as well. It wasn't as if I wasn't eating. So I think whenever you're making a, a lifestyle adjustment and when you start losing weight, the first thing is saying, you're not eating, eat, right? And it's mm. like, at least I showed them, look, now I'm eating food. I've got, it's just different to you. So it's mm. just, I've got cauliflower, it's got green beans, it's got my veggies. Um, I don't think I was allowed any carbs then, but um, it was there. <laughs> and and, and, and that's, that's fine. But I think... Where I'm at now is, is that I treat food on, and uh, we went through the food bit. And I think this is it with Umar as well through, during lockdown, where he said, just track everything you're eating. I think I tracked it for a couple of weeks, probably. Um, and then I asked him, I was like, do you know what? Can you give me a diet plan that's similar to the way that we did it in UP? I looked at the diet plan and, and now I, I think I, I look at it as my framework. That's mm. me consciously knowing what 1800 um, calories looks like. So I can refer yeah. back to it. So if I know what I'm going to eat, 130 grams of chicken, my veggies, my rice or whatever, I now know what that looks like. I know what good looks like. I now know what bad looks like. So I think this is the difference between now, which is being able to say, if I've eaten over and we are going to get those times. So last night, for example, I went, I went to my mom's house and I no longer live with my family. I, I, I live out. I couldn't go into my mom's house and not eat her food. Like, yeah. it's just now I've realized, one, that's disrespectful because she that's what she's done and she's made all of that effort. I think now what I can control is how much I eat of it. Mm. Um, what do I do in terms of it? Not make it all about the food, change the dynamics where it's actually you don't go in and you just make it like everything is about the food that we eat. It's like, OK, how about you? How about we have a, have a conversation? We do other things where all of a sudden the pressure of me eating, consuming the entire bit of food has gone. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people will relate to this in terms of food, especially in, in our family household is it's a big part of our life and it's really important to our families, but without trying to insult the other people, I still think it can be done. And yeah. it's not about turning it into a major deal. And, and I, that's how I've had to overcome it. Um, mm. It's not about being able to say in a, in a massive function, I'm not going to eat. It's like, okay, try a bit. It's fine. It's not going to kill you. If, if you're going to eat a samosa, it's fine. It's, when you try and eat four, five, or ten, that's when it's a problem. If you eat a quarter and then you just say, oh, "I don't like it" or whatever, um, I think it makes a big, big difference. Hundred percent. That's. Um, I think that's that's so valuable for everyone to know. Mm -hmm. Is you you touched on exactly how I actually teach it to my clients as well. This is your framework. You're plugging yourself into this framework to make sure that you're making decisions that are good for you, that are serving you for the long term. And then that also means that. You don't have to think about food as in this is good, this is bad. You treat it on a spectrum. You're like, I want more of this. I want less of that. But if I'm out of function, I want to have a samosa, I'm going to eat a samosa, you know. But how does that fit in within my framework? Well, this is probably this many calories. And this is like that 20% that I'm allowed to get away with. And the rest of the 80% is where I'm eating well. And that's that's so big. That's um, that mindset shift that most people need for themselves to be able to take care of themselves, not just during the time like you're trying to make that change, but actually for the long term to, to, to sustain that change, to sustain the results and also be happy, healthy and living life the way you want to live it is to understand it's a framework and that you have a choice within that framework and you generally want to make the choices favoring your result that you're going for and want to keep rather than away from that. And then when you are faced with decisions like 
going to a family function and you know it's the same with me as well if i go back to my parents place and i'm not eating my mom's food she literally told me last time because i actually brought a little bit of food back with me and then because i was there for a week i was like, i can't eat everything that my mom's gonna make and then yeah and then she just like at the end of the week she said literally so i just went you know i wasn't happy that you bought your own food <laughs> and, and i was like oh shit it just upset my mom but the point being is uh you you want you want to learn how to eat within uh whatever whatever your mom puts on your table you can still eat it but you just know how much is good for you and how much isn't i think there's always like if i was to be at my parents for a week i'll do the same as you i'll probably yeah. like, do the thing. And, and i think it's okay i think it's just having that middle ground it's really difficult mm, exactly and i think i've talked about this as well is that it we we're so entrenched to saying we must do this or we we have mm. to eat like this we have to do that um, this person's older absolutely but then also mm. now that actually what i'm doing is for me it's, it's completely yeah. fine if you want to mm. actually deviate from it but it's trying to trying to find that middle ground of mutual respect and being able to do it to the extent where you're not going to hurt hurt your family or your loved ones through it um, yeah. i think that's quite important and then knowing how to just probably bounce back i think correctiveness mm. knowing like as in myself and uma we speak about this because generally on a monday if he's woken up or i've woken up for the session on time we the normal thing is is okay i ate bad on saturday but i increased my veggies in, intake on sunday i did i did these and this is the correct mm -hmm. measures i've taken great and set up for monday to start again in terms of um in a very positive way it's not mm -hmm. saying i'm starting monday and by the way i'm continuously in or let that take over the way I'm going to train today. I'm still going to go in and train like as if I've eaten really well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think it, it, it's tough. I think the, the food side of it, openly, honestly, it's not the, the easiest. And I think it's a journey. Um, we're yeah. not blessed with, I'm not blessed with the, the best uh, genes in this state. Like I've come from a family that's fairly obese, um, but I, it's not, it's fine. It is what it is. If it's not something that I'm no longer aspiring to get that six pack, and we'll talk about what I am aspiring for, but it, it's within what I can control and what I enjoy within my, my, my day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, like there, there's several things there as well as like, so let's talk like the touching on the genetic component as well. That's just, you, you're kind of showing that you are not determined, you, like just because you're predisposed does not make you predetermined. You know, you can change your outcome because it's dependent it's dependent on the expression of those genes. So you cannot ever lay the blame anywhere else except for take it on for yourself, right? And um, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I need, I want everybody to hear what you're talking about as well. Kind of like, what's, uh, what's your mindset around those days then so if say for example that saturday you're like you know i've overeaten or i've eaten too much of the things i didn't i shouldn't i knew i shouldn't have eaten but then you've of course corrected on sunday is that um how do you how do you mentally approach uh, the whole thing because the, where the angle <laughs> so like the the angle that i'm approaching it from is with um basically people thinking they've done something bad and they need to punish themselves and do something the opposite end of the spectrum and and they're never satisfied with the decision they make, so they always beat themselves up about it. And and then there's also hate, you know, there's to kind of like shame themselves and feeling guilty about it. And they keep going through that cycle. For me, that's not obviously, I think for anybody, when you actually zoom out and break it down like that, that's not a healthy cycle to be in. But so many people find it difficult to break that. I was I'm wondering about what yours situation was. Was it ever like that for you? And then you just shifted along the way? 
Absolutely. Like, I think you, you end up going through phases. Like, um, I, I continuously binged. Like, um, if, if that happened, as in, and I would just mask it and just saying it's fine. Um, I think I've started realizing for myself that course correction means planning and a bit of structure. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to spoil the moment I'm in, right? Or if yeah. I'm going to end up, and I think we have it is, if I have biscuits in my cupboard, it's going to get eaten, right? It, it's mm. factually, I am going to be the one that eats it. Uh, yeah, exactly. can eat a chocolate bar over like three weeks and it'll be like little small bites. I can't do that. So one of the things is <laughs> I have it in there. Um, or if mm. I have it in there, um, know that I am going to eat at it. I am going to pick at it. So then that's going to be so that I don't end up having that self-hate. I don't end up having that guilt over it because I did the, the action of bringing it into the house. Now, there's mm -hmm. other ways of doing it where I can get a smaller packet or I just tell someone, okay, I just give it away. So I have what I want and then I end up giving it to either my neighbors or something that I'm satisfied with it. Um, I think food as well, the, if, you're, if it's a big meal or something that I've done, so say, for example, yesterday I went to my mom's house. Today I knew that at 1.30, so I was like, right, what's important? Sleep, waking up early enough, do a bit of exercise in the morning because that will help me course correct. That's the bit that will help me course correct because my mental state saying that, right, if I've gone and done my sprinting, which we started doing in the morning, I'm not going to continue this bad cycle. I'm going to go back to eating my green beans and um, my eggs for breakfast. Um, I, I won't end up doing it. So then I will just be like, all right, back to my structure, back, back to what I was doing. And it's course corrected. Like, what is it that triggers you to end up going back? It may be going back to the gym. It may be it may not be, it may be just having, doing some yoga, something, um, doing your breathing exercises, something that helps you, that helps you get back to saying, right, actually let, let's just course correct. Mm -hmm. That's big. That's, um, cause that's what it's about. Like you can never expect yourself to be perfect. Right. So, cause if you do, you just set yourself up for failure and instead of realizing that I'm not going to be perfect, but I have a system in place, which allows me to get back on the track that I need to be on. Like, you know, you've realized you've taken on an action basically, which is this action. If I do this, everything else falls back into place. That's amazing. It's, um, it's so much, there's so much right going on here. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I said this earlier, I was going to just like, people listening to the podcast can we just can we just come together and clap for a good like, yeah exactly can we just exactly give this guy around clap for Hamble, man, because <laughs> it's so true it's so true right and this is this is the thing is that ah oh, there's so many ways i can go with this but take it you've just got it man you've just got it down you just got mm -hmm. it down like linking it back to linking it forward sorry linking it forward to who you want to be where you want to be why you want to be there why it's important that we have to think about the wins we can have right now yes you've fallen off the wagon cool but i always link it back to uh, that book by uh, maxwell maltz uh which which a friend of mine anthony sutton recommended to me um what's the book called again the book is called cybernetics yeah 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 yeah. yeah, you're talking about the, the guidance missile, right? The guidance missile knows where it's got to go, knows its destination, knows, knows where the missile has to reach. But then when it gets pulled off its course by wind, by rain, by something hitting against it or whatever, it veers off, but then it also comes on back. You know, you, you need that veering off process to then realign. It's a, it's a practice in itself. It's a rep in itself. The rep is, I'm going to push you off your course. Can you course correct? You know what I mean? Like rather than kind of, 
I'm going to push you off your course, or I'm going to continue to spiral out of out of out of, uh, out of my orbit, and I'm going to crash somewhere I didn't want to be in the first place. You know, I mean, it's it's seeing the opportunity in the failure is everything, and this is what what I'm hearing from Kamal right now is that there's opportunities to fail. There's threats everywhere. You know, I mean, this 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 analysis I've done on my board, which was a SWOT analysis, is strengths, opportunities, weaknesses, threats, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and everywhere, especially if you're Asian. Asian boy, right? <laughs> Speaking from our perspective, um, being well fed in the home is a threat because oh, yeah. you, you get so many good repetitions with putting that spoon from here to here, here to here. You're great, right? But but putting the spoon from here to back in back in the kitchen where it needs ways to belong. Don't get you don't yeah. do any of those reps, right? And it's it's what's that going to form? You know, what's that going to what's that going to make us? Is it going to make us happy long term? Is it going to align us with the goal we actually have and set out for ourselves? Damn no, it's not. You know, what I mean, like we 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 end up we end up being miserable and upset, and then feeling like you see these people that are, are almost upset that people around them are achieving their goals. It's like because it's because because it, it highlights the the fact that they're not achieving their goals. And mm-hmm. uh, there's too many of those in our in our households, right? There's too many of those kind of Asian uncles or cousins that are just jealous at you for for for, for doing actualizing the things you want to actualize on. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that that's a sad thing. But but here in Hemel, we'll talk about all these things. It's uh, it's it's. I know that we've had these chats, but hearing it just like repeated back to me, it's like it's just just happy. It makes me super happy, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that's why that's why I know also that you have everything within you to achieve the goals you want to achieve. You know, what I mean, it's a matter it's it, it's it's a matter of just showing up every day, and before you know it, you'll be that guy. You are that guy right now. You are you know in the only capacity you can be right now that guy you are if you ever you've achieved it by showing up today by 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 doing the things you need to do this morning the training the sprints sticking to the plan eating correctly course correcting from yesterday you've ticked those boxes you can't you can't you can't ping you in an oven and make you into that 40 year old you talked about earlier but today you are that guy like in in that realm you look back on yourself and say oh yeah thanks thanks for thanks for doing those things because it's it's made me who i am today and obviously i'm talking as like the, the 20 year old the 20 years from you version but um, yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. People out there listening, listening to the 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 gold that this guy's dropping right now. Yeah, I would definitely pay attention to, to the one there about falling off your wagon and not beating yourself up. G talks about it again all the time. Um, and and I, I think subconsciously, I think I did this when I was going through my transformation. But seeing it um, from a client's perspective, from a different client's perspective, who, who's not who didn't go through the things I went through, but did 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 in his own way um it's it's crucial it's absolutely crucial just just seeing where where the threats are and then dealing with them appropriately like you just talked about portion control when it comes to going to your parents house massive absolutely massive because because you're still not gonna you're not gonna piss anybody off but you're still gonna have the food but you're not gonna take on a couple thousand calories in one sitting you know i mean that's not gonna happen yeah fantastic (laughs) we get there yeah that's it. It's always a process. It's always a process. And, and it's fine. As in like, and that's the point. I think it's like, this is the way I remove the time factor. If you mm. actually say that, the, and then eventually it's your likes and your dislikes. Like eventually your family will get so used to you saying no or not something that I like. It's like, if there's a particular food item that you don't like, your mom doesn't cook it for you. It will just start becoming a bit of a norm. And I think that's mm. what I've started realizing where actually some of these things that my mom's like, oh no, heaven doesn't eat that. He doesn't like it. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I know that that's not what I want to eat because I don't feel great afterwards or it's not something yeah. that I want. Mm-hmm. So like, like, the, um, the people that you talked about who 
was saying like who would make you feel make you feel like you were crazy for a bit he's like are they still around or have they oh, yeah. changed their mind yeah the, the, have they changed their mind about the whole thing no i i think they're all they're all still around um i think hmm. in terms of it um I think it's now people are starting to realize that this is very self-driven. Mm. I think when people start realizing that actually you're not doing like a Weight Watchers diet or something like yeah. that, I think there's a lot more education out there whilst why people need to get a bit healthy, why they actually need to start controlling some of their, their dietary needs or whatever they're doing or what goals they have. I think it's more acceptable. I think mm. when, I, when I started this off like four years ago, I don't know as many people that have gone through it. Whereas I think now mm. a lot more people are um, realizing that they actually need training coaching in this space where I think mm. that they realize that actually, yeah, it's a good thing. Whereas I think when I was doing it four years ago, um, not very many people actually even acknowledge the fact that a personal training is a good thing. Um, mm. for me, or it's, um, something that you need. Why, why you can go to the gym, you, you know what you're doing. Um, and the type of thing. Whereas I think now everyone, everyone that I speak to, oh, you know what, you've got personal training. That's really good. A lot more people that I know actually gets it. Yeah. That's, that's powerful. That's good. That's good. There's that shift. That's important because anybody who says like, "Oh, you can go to the gym. You know what you're doing," is like, I don't know what I'm doing, right? And I've been I've been coaching people there. So what I'm, what I mean by that is, is I'm always on a course so that I can learn the next thing, which is going to make me better. So how can anybody who isn't even involved in it ever say that they know what they're doing? So it's um it's, it's nice to see that change where people are starting to realize that actually if i want to do this properly it's better to go in with zero knowledge rather than having tried zero action rather than having tried to do a bunch of stuff and having to correct all that kind of stuff it's a lot easier to go in without those bad habits built in and then actually build yourself up with that right level of guidance 100 percent. i think it works well from from our culture as well because because i think that culturally spending money on a personal trainer is quite a taboo thing like mm. you have to you have to people will look at it and i know my couple, couple of my clients are getting this kind of feedback from uh, from friends especially right now friends and family in the sense oh wow you must be doing good if you're if you're, if you're able to splash the cash <laughs> on a personal trainer and uh well really it's like flip that a little bit i, I actually i might not be doing might not be doing amazing but i i want to invest my money into somebody who can help me live a better life help me help That's my it. family help my kids help my future live a better life it's it's like having good health care you know what i mean it's like kind of having good health care but not just health care health education and mm -hmm. this is where obviously coaches like yourself like myself like the, like the coaches we've had on here tj uh bilal last week um investing so much in our own knowledge so we can give forward to people like him we'll give forward to people like sam that i've mentioned on, on the previous podcasts um who can then go to their families and start instilling some of the teachings that they take away from personal training not just not just for themselves not like a totally personal pursuit it's like okay if you actually want to get healthier now hemel's a beacon of, of light that you can go to and talk to about about discipline about training about breaking down workouts about understanding how to brace about all these things he that that knowledge has been exchanged yes time for money but knowledge for the rest of time that's 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 the trade-off here and really like it's it's everything. You know what I mean, personally, I, we we know about this. We'll invest in anything that gives us a bit more knowledge, um, because, yeah. because of how valuable that really is. And Hemel's the same. Yeah, man, knowledge is power. It's absolutely. I think any personal trainer that's not that thinks that they've got the answers already, it's someone that you probably mm. should hire. Um, yeah. The reason why I, I I absolutely love 
training with Umar in this one or see him less as a trainer, but more as a coach, which is continuous learning, always wanting to, to work out like, okay, I've tried, I've learned something new the other day, Hamill, let's try it out. And that to mm. me is success is trying to say that actually it's okay. We've got this relationship where um, he's, he's realized that he could test me with a few new exercises because it may work with me, especially whereas, and I am a, the type of client he wants. I think that's mm -hmm. really important as in giving feedback, like what we call 360 feedback. Um, it's like a doctor or a teacher. You're not specialist. You, you can't train every single person because your, your brains will, will blow in the sense of if you're trying to do a pro athlete plus people like me and say you have several clients across each one, you, you'd find it too difficult. So if you are a trainer, I'm saying is that a, you can have a spectrum. That's not a problem. But then have it make sure you're putting enough time because what you have to learn in order to train me versus the pro athlete is completely different. And if you don't have that time, then you're not going to do justice for yourself or either. And if you're trying to spread yourourself too thin, and this is the type yeah. of stuff that I do in my day-to-day -day work is in, in that and how it all pieces together, you are not going to get the results or feel that satisfaction that you get. So I think when certain people come in, so last week's Bilal's one was fantastic. He's already reached which market he wants to go for, and he's going to continuously learn in order to support that market. That market mm -hmm. might change. It might change to a different age bracket, but it will change as he goes on. And I think that's where coming from a client as well is that um, the reason why I think Umar is someone that I want to train with for a long time in terms of it is because I've got that longevity. But they may come to a point where I'm a pro athlete and he's like, Hemo, actually, I need to hand you over to someone else. That will be mm -hmm. the day. But, but there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> and this is where I think actually... If, especially with this group, what I'm seeing with yourself, um, G and, and Umar and, and uh, listening to Bilal is you're coming to a group where you actually may end up referring clients because you realize that actually um, G's better than this than me. And, mm. nothing, and that to me is like a lot of respect. And that happens in the building trade. It happens in um, doctors as well when they do, do referrals because you end up realizing that actually that this person can give better justice to you. It's not that you're trying to fob off a client, but I can't do justice. And when yeah. that starts happening, you start creating that network of trust where you start referring. I think that that's also the next step in, in this. Yeah, totally. you have to. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. to. You have to know what you're about, and so just like really learn about what you're about, and then you have to know what other people around you are like as well. So if you're a, sorry, Brian, there's a bit of feedback from from your end, Umar. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Trying to be as yeah. quiet as possible. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, you got to know because that's that's part of the process. This is, which, which is what was like really impressive about Bilal, which is he's only been really in the industry for a couple of years um, after figuring his own stuff out. But he knows what he wants to target, and he's going to get better as a result of knowing that. Because there's plenty of trainers. It's like I remember, you know, I've asked lots of trainers. It's like, who do you like to work with? No, I'll work with anyone. And I'm like. Okay, that doesn't make me want to refer anyone to you though. Whereas I know what I'm about is like I know I deal with 25 to 55 year olds who probably have some sort of level of back pain and want to lose five to 15 pounds along the way on their journey, and they just want to regain total confidence in their bodies. And it's like, oh shit, okay, I know who I can work with for that. Then I know exactly what Umar's about. I know exactly what Bilal is about, and that really makes it so we we kind of we. Uh, we're like you know fitting the pieces of the puzzle together as well because these guys are going to be better at dealing with certain people than I am, and then it's it makes it makes life uh, it makes life a lot easier that way. Yeah. It's also flipped as in you can also learn off each other as well because that's exactly you it. end up doing it is that is that whole thing, and I, I think this is where 
when you're going into a gym, so say, for example, a mainstream gym like Virgin Nuffields or anything, and you go for a trainer that's there, they are going to get any client that walks in. That's what they've signed up for. That's the type of it. And I'm not trying to, some people have started there. But when you start going through the journey and you start specializing as to what am I trying to achieve? What do I want to get out of it? I think that's where some real powerful um, output stuff coming out from from you guys. Yeah. And and I'm very lucky because I get the, the outputs in the sense of when anyone does his coaching or when he's spoken to you guys, we, we get to see those different training, training methods and it could excel. Um, it may not mm-hmm. work. Um, and we, we say, oh, do you know what? I don't think that works. It's, it's not restrictive, fine. And I yeah. think that, that that is what, as a client, um, I'm looking forward to. I look forward to being able to see how can I excel on some of these um, different movements that I've got? How can I fix some of the movements that I find really difficult? Because mm-hmm. there are still certain challenges that I have. Mm. Yeah, exactly. 100%. 100%. That's, that's why we, we, have this, we have this group right now with the, uh, the prescript group that... Yeah. Uh, yourself brothers. Uh, yeah Bilal and tj is all we're all in it and uh tj is the one who constantly uh is like i'm learning so much i'm learning so much i'm learning so yeah. much I, I love being i love being in the presence of, of like people that are just talking about this stuff um relaying information did you try this did you do this did you do that and uh it's it's great it's fantastic because that, that's what we need more of in this industry is people kind of mm-hmm. conceding straight away realizing that we're not the finished article we're never going to be the finished article because that doesn't exist like Campbell said like as as as, as difficult as the job is we make it even harder for ourselves by thinking that we can do everything at all times it's like it's not about that it's about kind of knowing what you do know and then and then where you don't referring out like gee you and i have worked on, on one of my clients together um yeah. I've, I've worked with you on coaching you work with me on coaching when i'm coming to coming to jitsu and my, my, my hips are all, all over the place I'm like gee can you help me out here, man and uh yeah. you, you helped me out straight away same thing with Bilal. same thing with, with, with a lot of these guys and, and that's that's i think that's why we're moving forward in the way and why uh the energy attracts you know i mean the energy that i've, yeah. I've conceding the energy of, of wanting to have that dialogue attracts clients like Hemel because he's like okay these guys are about about having a chat about this stuff rather than mm-hmm. egotistical kind of uh this is the way this is the only way this is where we've always done it this is where you're going to do it this is where my my, my son's going to do it and his son his son his son it's like yeah. that's just not the way that's just not the way and this is why i think a lot of the dinosaurs in the industry they're going to die out and like we know who those dinosaurs are and i feel like they're currently having that hit because and then and this is this is what becomes really really difficult for them to understand is because they've already ever done it one way and they've been quite dismissive of people who start to change and start to come out with a different approach it makes it very very difficult for them to to change their thought processes later later down the line whereas if we're getting those reps in after having been in the industry for a few years only um it's only going to be good things going forward mm-hmm. exactly yeah. you've got to keep that in mind or if not you've got to pry it open you're right you're right like you said That's you're gonna die yeah 100 100 if we have to shift gears Hemel, and talk about future goals future goals mm. um that links into crystal clear brown so crystal clear brown yeah. is all about being crystal clear on why we are here what we're trying to achieve mm. what do we want doesn't need to be achieved in one year or three years or five years or just down the line like god willing you'll get a chance to be around in 10 years time 20 years time what what is the uh what is the vision for yourself i think um independence in the gym is definitely uh, a vision for me personally because it's something that i've been striving for for these years being able to say that i can go to the gym and have that clear mind where it's not getting distracted where and that's really quite important for me um i think that that plays a big factor um 
the second bit is is actually feeling like personally feeling stronger feeling a bit bigger um i want to get bigger in this process and just an overall healthier lifestyle like for, mm. for me and and it's again it's it's just very personal i want to make sure that my gut health is good i want to make sure that my my appearance is great i want to make sure that that in like the full spectrum it is is off off a good flow um the other bit that i want to make sure is that i maintain mobility like I, I think the hours of us working from home as in for for me for example my hours have increased because i'm on, on my chair um so making sure that i stand up more um little things like that not about when but um trying to then be able to bring this also this spirit uh spirit of positivity onto others i think it's really important so anyone that's been scared or like and i think that's part of the reason that i said absolutely yes for this podcast because i'm sure there's been people like myself a guy that's uh, really difficult to say that i don't like sports i don't know what to do there and i don't know how to go into the gym it's kind of a a major feeling in terms of from from someone's ego for example it's just don't worry about it you can mm -hmm. learn if you're willing to if you want to learn and, and i continuously want to learn um I think that's what it is. I'm not sure what my body shape's going to look like. And now, for the first time, I don't care. Hmm. Amazing. Uh, because I think it will come out the way it will because of the, mm. the actual motivation I have. Now I, I think less of it. And I talk about the silver fox, but it's, it's about me feeling like one. Hmm. That's it. It's like all that, all that work you put in, like uh, the, the appearance is kind of... It's a byproduct of all the work you put in. You're yes. going to look good if you do the right work, right? So that's why you don't really have to worry about it so much. Yeah. 100%. 100%. It's great to hear that, Emma, because really this, what I'm taking away from what you said initially, which was I want to have independence in the gym and I want to be able to control my my emotions in the gym and I have, have, have control of my thoughts, is you want independent control of your body and your mind. Yeah. And that, that repetition is something that we should do constantly and it's taking it a little bit taking it back to like the asian convention of kind of come around to the house have a great time sit eat kind of be merry it's like yeah we can we can go and do that but really hemel is running this program in the background the entire time he's running this i need to get the reps of saying yes please but only a little bit because yeah. he has this goal in his mind and was also going to the gym with okay, I'm in the gym, I'm in this new setting, which is also another place where people go around, go and sit and they'd be merry in a different way and they, they'll take protein shakes rather than rather than lussy or they'll whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, he's, but he's running the program in the back of his mind of breathe, regulate myself, think about the, the setting I'm in, can I, can I contract here, can I feel the whole body going on? And that, that really is, uh, is just a little microcosm of all these different, different processes you've got to run in your day in order for you to be from where you are now to where you want to be. And that's, that's a great thing to think about, in my opinion, because hmm. it's constant work. It, like you said earlier, it's hard. This is not easy. This is not easy to yeah. be fully aware of yourself. But then not just to be fully aware, but then to fully aware and do the damn thing. Not just be aware of it and then just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was hard today, but I didn't really get on with it. I know it's whatever. No, do it. Just actually do it, right? And, um, okay. and this something that TJ has really helped me with is to see that, that that's a massive motivator. Um, is to be fully aware of those things, but then actually do the thing. So um, yeah, man, great to hear that. Great to hear that. And I think I think, I think like you touched on the work training across the entire body from full awareness across the entire body. Um, the result in terms of muscle mass is inevitable. 
because you're putting tension across fibers. As Jordan Charlotte says it in his prescript course, you're putting tension across fibers. You're, and now you're learning about how to do that in a lengthened range, how to do that in a shortened range, how to do that through your core in all the multiple ways in which we can do that. Um, and and with the mobility like that we talked about your push-ups earlier, um, taking that to a really extreme range of motion where your shoulders all the way back over there, whereas in the past it would have caused discomfort and it would have caused you to, to definitely fall apart in the movement. Now your mind is strong because you've done that rep. Your shoulders are mobile because you've done those reps and your triceps and chest are definitely there because you've definitely done those reps. You know, I mean, we put it all together and we've moved forward um, and, and look at the results. The results speak for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to see. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So leading from there forward, guys, what's, uh, what is Leopard Brown all about, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that back to you. Leopard Brown. So, oh, man, it was a vision. It was a vision that I had or a visualization that I had while I was running on Monday. So basically at the beginning of the week, I didn't feel like I, um, my mind wasn't in the right place. I just basically forgone doing the reps in the, uh, in the mind mindset domain. And I was feeling it. I was just feeling a little bit like mentally lethargic, a bit run down. I wasn't really kind of like connecting with like, um, you know, I wasn't boosted. I wasn't boosted at the beginning of the week, basically. I didn't have a good good start to the week. And um, <clears throat> and so I've been working on, like, doing some rehab and stuff uh, because I stopped running for the last four or five weeks during my uh, – I stopped running for the last four or five weeks because my knee was a little bit off. And um, so I was like, okay, I know my hip is a little bit off and I know my uh, history with, like, you know, a couple of fractures in my right foot. I know that's contributing to it. So I just really hammered home on the rehab. So I just went back into running and uh, that felt great. So I was like, okay, good. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm back in the right spot to, uh, I'm coming back stronger. Basically I'm coming back into running. And then the great thing about running is also, it's like, you know, it's your own time to kind of reflect on things as well. So I just use it as a good time to, um, while I'm running, just get in my own headspace. And also the great thing about it is like every, occasionally you just have a little epiphany. And one of the ones that I had was um, I just visualized like, cause basically leopards are like, they're incredibly strong, right? They're like one of the strongest, um, strongest um, wildcats out there because what they'll do is, you know, they wouldn't have eaten for days and then they go and find a kill and then they'll drag that kill up a tree and then just keep it there. So that it saves it from other predators, like other lions and cheetahs and stuff like that, because those guys can't get up a tree. So they've got their kill up in the tree and uh, they just basically hench, right? <laughs> so they're just strong as fuck. And then they just drag their kill up the tree and they've kept it there. And then they go to feast on that kill and they feel great. And then uh, what I felt like was, oh, Has G frozen on you as well? Mm, yeah, he'll come back. I think he'll come back. He'll pop into pop into life unless he's got kicked out again. Oh, here he goes. There here we back. go. Is everyone back? Yes, sir. Carry on, carry yeah, on. Story about your leopard on the tree, right? Yeah, sorry, man. It was uh, like yeah. So I felt like um, with my with my mindset, I hadn't been on it, so I needed to bring myself back onto it, and I felt like I was that leopard just fucking dragging his mindset back up that tree, and uh, you know that's. Uh, it just basically just I was inspired by that image I was inspired by like you know it doesn't matter how weak you feel it doesn't matter if you haven't had like if you've had days worth of like not eating 
you're going to take that kill and you're going to take it up that tree. You have to. There's no other way around it. And when you do, you feel nourished. You feel good. You can just chill on that tree, right? So the image for me was like, I've just got to drag my ass back up to where I need it to be. And um, and then if I do that work, I'm going to feel good for it. So that's uh, that's where the name came from, because I was just feeling a bit like kind of a, a bit um, all over the place with my with my heads with my headspace and where I needed to be to like really execute and feel good about where I am and um, like do the best for my clients and all that kind of stuff. And then and it was basically because I just forgotten doing the uh, the necessary um, uh, doing the necessary mindset work. And then I brought myself back into it and I just yeah felt good. Felt good for the rest of the week. I felt like that leopard just up in his tree. Oh, man. Love it. That's that's definitely something that can uh, that can help a lot of people, man. Just just to check yourself mm. when when yeah. when the mindset isn't in a place where you you want it to be. Uh, mm. What do you, what do you uh, what do you attribute to strength and to, and to mental fortitude? And for you, it was that leopard. Man. See seeing that vision, and I think I think I'm, I'm right in saying this: that it's the strongest jaw, strongest biting force in the whole animal kingdom is a leopard. Like they can legit like crush like. I, Maybe out of, may, yeah, maybe out of, maybe out of cats. I think crocodiles have the strongest. Yeah. I'm not sure. But I can't remember, yeah. but but yeah, no, they're fu- they're fucking vicious, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those guys, yeah they're amazing. So I'm, I'm going to use that question on Hamble now. So Hems, mm. when uh, when your mindset isn't quite where it needs to be for you to achieve that goal that you outlined for yourself, is there a is there anything in particular that gets you back um, on the path? Let me leave it open ended like that. Ooh. I think it's um, the long term goal of what I, why am I in this? What is it that I want to achieve from this? And I think it's always reminding myself that it's not short term. This is a lifetime change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, these, there's no quick wins to this. And I, I just have to re- re- rectify to myself it's okay. Look at where I was this time two or three weeks ago, where I couldn't even do the press up or something, or if depending on where it is. And just taking that moment of saying, right, what is what is it that I'm here for, and what's my long term achievement, and I mean, am I still slowly progressing? So it's just getting that that moment back into it. Preach, mm. preach. That's the one. Having I mean, that awareness, right? Aware, that long term awareness. awareness. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then you can, then you can, like, we have we haven't talked about the three the three A's in a while, but you you've made me think about it again. The the awareness, mm-hmm. alignment, and action. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you remember why why you're here. You become aware of all the things around you that are currently moving you toward or moving you away, um, and that, that that links into aligning with best practices, aligning with best people, aligning with best habits, and then just acting on those things daily. You know, I mean, that's that's uh, that's that's why I like those those three in unison. Um, it was funny. Like, well, I had a conversation with my brother-in-law this week, and uh, we were talking about um, that that uh, story about the wolf, the two wolves. The the one um, the one way I'm just going to tell the story. If people haven't heard it. There's a, there's, a, there's a child talking to a grandparent, and uh, the grandparent tells the child about two wolves that exist in all people. There's, uh, there's a wolf which is about jealousy and greed and uh, pessimism and anger, violence for no reason, and kind of these these things that we don't necessarily like. Um, and maybe maybe kind of about about uh, a, a depressive attitude. Um, and all those, all those things. And there's another wolf, which is about kind of hope and about persistence and strength, courage, kindness, all of these things. And uh, the, the, the kid asks the, uh, the grandparent, uh, which wolf wins? Like, which one, which one comes out on top? 
and the grandparent says well it's the one that you feed and you feed it with with your thoughts you feed it with your actions you feed it with your with with everything you can feed the wolf with you can feed it with thinking oh okay um i can't quite do this today because oh i've got i've got this problem i've got that problem well, well then you're feeding the wolf of, of like of excuses right some sometimes sometimes yes yes there is there is genuine things but can we find a way around that well then you're feeding the wolf of 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 problem solving you know what i mean that wolf is going to win you know that that's a simple way of thinking about this and i think breaking it down for yourself and seeing where you're going to have those days they're going to come around gg's going to have those weeks again i've had those weeks Hemo's going to have those everyone's going to everyone listen to this is going to have that mm-hmm. but when you're doing that realizing you're going through that rep of figuring out your own medicine you're figuring out your own um solution to the problem and Hamble talked about kind of in line with the long-term vision for me it's about putting spotify on listening to some whitney houston dancing a little bit and just feeling good just feeling good like, <laughs> whitney, whitney, houston. whitney houston right i'll put my spotify right now i don't care right it's uh it's literally about <laughs> Shakira when i was in the shower man i don't care this this is legit like about feeling good <laughs> just feeling good about about sometimes about moving you know what i mean just like moving your feet yeah, yeah. moving yourself in a way yeah. that that feels uh that makes you align with my best self um, my yeah, best yeah. self is one where i'm not sat still i'm not kind of glum i'm not moving my feet slow no it's moving my feet quick it's moving my head mm. it's kind of it's getting getting into some getting some shadow boxing getting into some just some quick thoughts maybe maybe looking at some uh, exercise physiology stuff something that i'm interested in and bang, I'm realigned. Bang, I'm back on my game. Yeah. You know I mean, bang, I want to help somebody. Bang, somebody out there whose who's work I need to get on. Um, there's somebody out there who I can message. And all of a sudden, well, okay, we're, we're, we're burning on all the cylinders again. And that's it. That's as simple as it can be sometimes. Just just put some Whitney Houston on people. Well, <laughs> that's amazing. Is it is there like is there a song of hers or is it just well, you know what? I'm gonna, gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I'll put it on my spot. I'll put it on my, my Instagram a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> a couple of days ago, right? There's two songs, there's two songs that like, really get me charged. Uh, I want to find it. You, just talk, talk you, you gotta send. You gotta send it to me because you got a, you got a good record of sending me some tracks to get me jacked up. This is the one time where I'm like, I'm not sure about this. No, man. <laughs> you know, keep, that, keep, that, keep, that, uh, keep that faith. Yeah. So there's. That. I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I'll keep it. People out there about to be like, I'm judging you right now, hard. So there's there's uh, there's this. Do you, know, do you know how, you know how this comes up? Say again, bro. I think everyone's just confused. How can you just flip to Whitney Houston to, to this? I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's pretty clear right now. <laughs> you know, you only got Spotify like this. So this is Whitney Houston's page, right? When you scroll yeah, down, yeah. you have like the suggested songs. I didn't even know this is yeah. one of our songs, but the fifth one on there is called uh, How Will I Know? But that, that definitely gets me, gets me pumped, right? Gets me pumped. <laughs> a chick flick song. A chick flick song, right? Oh, man. And then there's... Uh, Yes, the other the other side to Umar that we are finally learning about. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. There's another one which I put on my Instagram the other day. I can't remember what the name is, uh, but it's 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 another one that's a great tune. I'll 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 link it. I'll link it. I'll send it to send it to G, and uh, yeah, we can yeah. we can we can have it on our on our Instagram page, over over this podcast for sure. The sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. So yeah, just just of realign it. So, oh yeah. man, that's amazing. that's amazing. That's freaking amazing. I love that. I gotta listen to that. I, like that's the first thing I'm doing when we're done is for listening. Yeah, to yeah. I've already got mine ready as well. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're gonna be synced. Our videos are both you dancing to it. After this is done, we're gonna, we're gonna post that up, and people are gonna feel good as a result, and they're gonna have a great Sunday. 
That's the plan. I'll hook you up, man. You have no idea. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna you're gonna see some moves, bro. You're gonna see some Love moves. It. Love it. Yeah, that, that's as simple as it is, guys. You know, like last week, yeah, um, exactly. Sister uh, uh, sent some feedback to the podcast, and she was saying like, "You're oh. definitely my brother." Because you uh you 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 quoted about four Disney movies, and sometimes a Disney <laughs> movie is all I need. Like a Disney movie, yeah. like I put on uh, Lion King is my is my Disney movie, right? That really just oh, feels the connection with the story, the 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 like father son dynamic. I have that strong within my my own personal life. But I'm sure you guys have your own versions of that. Um, but there's a clip where where Simba's uh he's roaming around and Rafiki finds him. You know when he finds him and he like. And he smacks him with a stick and he's like, you wake yeah. up, man. What are you playing at? And he shows him, he shows him, he shows him his dad, right? He shows him in the pool. He's like, he lives in you, right? And that, that, I have that on my YouTube and I have it saved in, in my saved files. And uh, it just charges me up to the max. Every time I listen to it, every time I see it, and every time I see like, the music kind of kicks in at the end of it and he runs back to, to where he needs to go. Basically, he's realigning. He's realigning his own path, right? Exactly. And that's Simba exactly. doing it. And it's such a, such a, that's probably the first expression of realigning that i remember being exposed to as a kid now i think back to it like that's that's big screen great disney movie all these happy dancing like laughy animals but then really there's a deep story about falling off your path yeah. get meeting yeah. some friends along the way who help you align with a path but maybe it's not the path you know i mean jordan, jordan peterson talks about this all the time like he meets his mates that they're cool but but it's it's not the thing like he's a king he's a lion like he has to go back and, and face his demons and that's what Rafiki helps him do. Like in uh, in 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 the night, shows him shows him his real path, and that's it. He's off. Like he he knows what he needs to do. So uh, yeah, that's that's. I'm glad you I'm glad you chose that name, bro, because it let me go on that massive spiel about Lord of the, about like Whitney Houston. There you go. <laughs> that's amazing. It's like get jacked from wherever you can, right? It's like yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, it just came to me. For example, with my one, like the the whole leopard thing. I was like, I just remember seeing so again something from like Nature Is Metal, and it's just dragging its kill up to a tree. I was like, yeah. that's what it. That's what I feel like right now. I'm just dragging my ass up so that I can nourish myself. This is what I'm doing, and then I want to like that's that's a good image for me to have as well. Like another time, you know, talked about okay, I use the word strong, is is another thing, and um, I got a, like it's like if you can ground yourself in lots of different ways to bring yourself back to the level you need to be at music is a big one as well for sure like having a bunch of songs which you're like that's got me jacked up again i'm ready to go it means something to you there's just yeah just what you describe like obviously et you know everybody want to be a beast it's like yes. that's not have you have you have you heard, been exposed to that yeah. oh i never do that <laughs> Oh right, I thought you would have exposed him to it. No, no, not yet, man. He will find it all his own. Yeah, oh, amazing, wicked. Does it do the same for you that it does for us? Of course it does. <laughs> oh man, oh man. I, I need to see some of your playlists now. So I think G, you need to send me yours. Umar, I need to send you yeah, yours. Sure. We share our playlists for sure. Okay. Yeah, hell yeah. I, was, I apologize sure. in advance because mine is going to be all <laughs> over the place. Right, you're going you're going to go from. I'll tell you right now. You're going to go from from. Uh, from Atlas by Metallica to or Atlas yes. Rise by Metallica to like Mulan, like the soundtrack yes. to Mulan. That, that, the undulation in my thing is going to be all crazy, but but it's legit. It's it's honest. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's amazing. That's wicked. I've literally my set. I've got a soundtrack just called Awesomeness. That's it. It's just a <laughs> playlist, and it's the same sort of thing, man. I've just got a bunch of tracks on there. Like that gets me in the right vibe. Is like in there's that geeky part of me which also wants to split it up into this is what gives me the dopamine rush and this is what gives me the serotonin feels like the ones where I feel like oh I'm in the good I'm in the here and now this is like me appreciating the here and now and here's the dopamine ones which are like these are making me move forward you know these are my tracks that drive me forward 
and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and should like should like split about like that as well too right that's a great way i, I didn't think about that because right. that, that is exactly what my podcast what my spotify is is like yeah the, the rage of like listening to disturbed where you kind of that the switch just goes and you say okay like i'm gonna bend this barbell now or yeah. it's it's the it's the i'm just happy go lucky i'm listening to tarzan yeah. i'm listening to akuna matata from your disney playlist yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that duality that's a great way of breaking it down man that's that's awesome yeah man well it's uh what gets you going hemel um i've actually started listening to more instrumental music so to calm mm. me down so yeah. I, I'm a big Bollywood fan as well. So and I right. have no problem admitting it. And I would actually listen <laughs> to it without words. And that's oh, wow. especially with my breathing running as well. And that's mm. really changed a lot. Um, I'm a massive reggaeton fan as well. So okay. um, when I, I will always like put bus on a lot of like reggaeton when I'm starting to, especially yeah. when running. Yeah, cool. Love it, Love it man. Uh, I also have to realize that sometimes when I put on music or too much or the wrong music, I just have to turn it off because I will yeah. lose and distract myself. So mm. my mind starts wandering again. So I'm like, no, listen, yeah. I actually hear Umar's voice in my ear sometimes. That, that's proper coaching right there. That is proper coaching. Trust me, it's hearing Umar's voice in your ear, even when he's gone. Yeah. That. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Oh. I'll tell you actually this is what inspires me so when i've been working out recently is there's a couple of things right one thing is like uh i'm getting to the point where i feel like i'm not gonna say i'm doing a push-up i've got a band around me so i'm doing a little bit of like banded resistance push-ups i'm training at home i've got nothing you know, no equipment right so i'll do the push-up and i'm starting to get to the point where i feel like i'm not gonna lift again so there's a couple of things i do one of them is like i tell myself it's not gonna get any worse like the burn is gonna stay yeah. the burn right so that's that's number one then the second thing is that video that Umar posted when he was dieting down from uh, uh, when he was at UP right before he was going to do his photo shoot and he was front squatting and he had nothing in the tank, but he was just going, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually in my head. That actually gets me. I'm not joking. I've used that. That's just somehow it came into my mind and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm just going to bust this one out. <laughs> Mine is probably like Umar telling me, slow down. 1,001, <laughs> 1,002, and I'm like, yeah. how long am I going to be in this? That course correct when you're actually in there and you're like, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to eight. I'm yep. going to get to 12. Uh, yeah. I, I Love it. That, that is definitely what, what plays in my head. We've got both got Umar in our head, man. Yeah. <laughs> That is too funny. That is too funny. Yeah, man. That, that, you know, at the, end, at the end of it, just find a way. Find a way to get through. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever scratches that itch and moves you through through the door when you need to get through, right? Keep uh, keep it in mind. Just go for it, man. That's that's wicked. That's, that's wicked. And I, I, I think Hemel Hemel's example of of listening to classical music is massive. I think this is this is such a a thing that gyms get wrong. Um, is it classical or is it instrumental? Or so it's instrumental. Um, mm. so, oh, but it's classical. It's all like classical instrumental. But yeah, cool. the reason being is I have realized that I need to be calm. Like yeah. if I get myself too hyperactive, I'll end up literally dancing in the dance yeah, floor. Okay. And I'll be sitting there like yeah. bopping my head around. I've seen like, that. I've seen that, mate. Yeah. And yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, need, I need that. Like, you know how Umar gets when Whitney turns on, right? It, it's yeah, that's yeah. what I need. I need to actually be literally into the zone of what I'm going to do. Yeah. So, okay. Cool. Um, and especially where with when I'm starting off and I'm trying to do my breathing or my free breathing, um, 
that's really important because that's where I think my mindset starts getting framed. I'll probably mm. know that how my session's going to be with based on like some of my breathing exercises. Yeah, definitely. That's um, yeah, that's that's very salient. And it's it's very insightful. There's a couple of playlists. I don't know if you've come across them on Spotify. One's called Ambient Relaxation, and another one's called Music for Concentration. So if um, and they're like yeah some classical music some different vibes as well but it's just basically the kind of thing that you're describing where you feel like you need to be calm and relaxed um i use well i use ambient relaxation before like bedtime you know like half an hour before bedtime especially if i feel like i've not got that buffer where i've been a bit too busy in my mind and i need to calm myself down a little bit i'll just play that that's really cool music for concentration i like you're in the city as well i think but i basically live right off a of main road and um there's just fucking roadworks going all the time there's just people honking their cars it's just mad levels of noise and it just bugs me because i'm i need quiet and then that kind of helps me drown it out and then actually does help me get in the, get in the zone a little bit. if you just, <laughs> yeah. is phenomenal like when you're trying yeah, okay. to get into it try some of that even at the gym as well um, yeah dubstep, especially when the music goes up and down and you hear the bass in it is mm. a different level um, yeah, yeah, and I, I feel you like I've got train tracks behind me on the side of me. Mm -hmm. so just trying to get that out, and it's irritating because you want the window open and stuff, and you can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. It's a good shot. And definitely, that's something that, that commercial gyms get wrong so bad is that I'll, I'll mm -hmm. go to the place that I work at right now, and the gym's fine, everything is good, but you're listening to some girl on the, on the radio talking about how she's not going to take back her man, and yeah. he ain't shit. Oh, yeah. and so, what is this? What am I listening to right now? I'm trying to do some squats right now. This is this, this is not what I need to be thinking about, and uh, exactly. no one questions it. I swear, yesterday there was there was a tune which was like, and nothing against any kind of faiths or religions, but it was it was a like a Christian band on on the on the actual loop, and I was like, what is this? Like, I, I would have said the same thing if it was like if it was a Muslim band. I don't care, like, but it was just not the time or the place. Like, like talking yeah. about just just how much we love the Lord, and I was like. Really? Yeah, amazing. Really, right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, not the never the time in the gym to be to yeah. I'm all about giving thanks and stuff, but maybe maybe not right this very second. Yeah. Uh, That's play, hilarious. Play the speakers, yeah. Music's huge, man. Music's huge. I'm, I'm sure. Is is there much of a link to you that you know of with uh, with music and uh, and your you the, the, the Mr. Neuroscientist? Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Huberman. What's uh, mm -hmm. is is there much of a link in 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 regards to what senses the brain, how that how that works? Any any information on that? That's a good question. I haven't heard Huberman talk about it much. I like mm -hmm. it's something I've like I looked into a little bit in the past, but like not entirely. Yeah, I haven't got like a clear answer for like why it's such a why it's such a big thing for us. Like mm -hmm. why is music so? Because, uh, like, like you know, the three of us are talking about different things. You're talking about Whitney Houston. Hamill's talking about, like, dubstep and, uh, like, instrumental music. I'm talking, like, I've got Metallica as well. Like, I know you've got the range as well, but, like, the things that stood out for us. Mm -hmm. There's different things that are helping us to get in the state that we need to execute mm -hmm. things for. Arousal, so there right? is, Yeah, exactly. Yes, like, state of arousal. Like, there's generally, there's, there's certain things that get us into state of arousal. So, for example, in... Um, in a lot of gyms, you will know that the play, the beats that they use is at least 130 beats per minute. Mm. So there's uh, there's something about um, so when when it's at least 130 beats per minute, the idea is to make sure that you are operating at that level. Um, you'll notice it at um, let's say 
where's a good place there's certain kinds of um like cafes or restaurants if they're super busy they'll pl they'll probably play some music louder and they'll play it at a fast they'll have faster paced music so people are more in and out than if they're doing it uh, than if they want people to stick around for a long time right if uh, if they want people to be there for four or five hours versus if they want people to be getting through the getting through the area quickly so there's that um the i mean there's other things about music as well because it um the it has an effect on how we um pass time as well so if we've got something that makes if we got something that is 130 beats per minute again let's just say or if we got something that gets us into that state which makes us a bit more amped up it makes us it makes time feel like it goes faster versus something like uh, the ambient relaxation playlist the music is a lot more chilled out it's a lot slower paced that's going to make you feel like things are slowing down so that's why that's how music can influence you for being in a certain state of mind as well so because of the effect it has on your ability to pass time some things mm -hmm. can make you feel like time moves fast some things make you feel like time moves slow if um if you if you're feeling impatient go start listening to some chilled out music if you like i like i use the ambient relaxation playlist to uh, get myself chilled out before i go to bed because if i've been like let's say jordan shallow for example million miles an hour for one whole hour right when he's talking and there's a bunch of stuff that we want to break down and uh if or if you've watched a movie like um you know i rewatched inception last night for example like i hadn't seen it for several years incredible film right but it's also because it's so engaging so mentally engaging is like you need to do something that will at least bring you down from that level so one of the things that i use is is music for that and um so that's you know that's one that's one way we can look at music which is uh, you know, how it influences our ability to pass time which also uh, influences our ability to get stress state or bring ourselves into a relaxed calm state love it love it Dropping the knowledge, man. Dropping the knowledge. You mentioned uh, Inception. Emily, have you seen Inception? I've seen Inception. Yeah. Yeah. Have you Have you heard of this new movie that's out? Tell it. Don't say anything about it. If anybody's watched it yet, don't say a thing. <laughs> don't okay. Know. I, I watched it two days ago, so I won't say anything. Oh damn! Oh damn! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shh, shh. Okay. okay. Quiet, I've okay, got, okay. I'm not going to get a chance to watch it probably till next week in a, in a week, maybe in a week a bit time. Yeah, you're so, looking forward to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like. Um, with, with Nolan movies, especially, you just don't want to know anything about it first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did, you watch watch Did you guys watch Parasite? The no, no, I didn't watch that. Oh, it's, um, it's a Korean film that uh, won yeah. all the 12 Oscars, or I can't remember which side of Korea, but I watched that again, actually. I've watched it three times. Uh, wow. Phenomenal movie. Guys, What's it about? Uh, everything. It's not, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it, I, I, so many people ask me this, right? But again, it's one that you have to concentrate. It's not in English, but it's, it's, it goes up in levels where you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, like you, you guys have to watch it. Okay. Um, brilliant movie. It is, and just the, it deserves winning 12 Oscars or the number right. of it. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> How much However many you won, it should have won more. It should have won more. As in, as in, when you start and you start realizing that actually this is a Asian movie that's come out, like this is how movies should start being built. Like it is yeah. phenomenal. Okay. It shows Maybe. everything rich, poor. Uh, it's got yeah. Let me know when you guys watch it. And anyone okay. else listening, 
just watch the film Parasite. If, if you've got the patience to be able to watch something that's in a different language, then you'll definitely enjoy it. And if you haven't got the patience to watch me in a different language, work on that shit, because that's needed, yeah. right? There's an exercise of patience for you there, so you, you kill it two words at one third. Get entertained right. and flex your patience muscles. <laughs> exactly. Get them hedged up. Yeah. Definitely go check that out. Do you guys remember what you think about Inception? Like, what was uh, what was what was the feeling you got when you finished watching it? Um, so go on, get it. Now you go first. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I I remember sitting in the cinema hall and verbally out loud saying, "Fall, fall," because it's getting top right. I remember saying it like like just being there, being so entranced by the film that I verbally out loud. I never speak in cinema halls; it's rude, right? Yeah. But I actually said. <laughs> fall a few times like <laughs> actually out loud. And I was like, come on, this guy's been to like everyone's dream and back and he's still he still could be living a dream, right? So yeah. uh, <laughs> that, by the way. Apologize. Um yeah that, 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 that was my honest reaction at the end of the film. Mm. Oh I was just still in shock. Like uh, uh mm. yeah I couldn't still understand it. I actually had to watch it twice to to get it through yeah. um and, and fully digest it but I, I couldn't couldn't get it. But I get what you mean by saying yeah. yeah 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 how about yourself g man it was uh well i just watched it last night and i i think i hadn't seen it for about three at least three years before before i watched it again last night so because the movie's 10 years old now so i mean like don't what? worry about the spoiler alert if anybody ain't seen inception by now it's like that's on you <laughs> you gotta watch that movie it's crazy it's 10 years this year um that's 2010 nice. it came out but um yeah, it was like the first, yeah, it's mad. It's mad. The first, the first time I watched it, it was yeah, cinema experience and leaving. Just I was trying so hard to understand like what was going on. Like you know, you just my, my brain was just an overdrive. Like yeah. what is going on? What is going on? What is going on? And then it was the second time I watched it. I was like, this okay. Now I can like experience it for everything else as well. So. Um, and then again, watching it last night is just, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just masterful, man. It's just, he's so good. Like, it's just so good at, it, it would take this like a blockbuster, it's a blockbuster movie, which is highly cerebral and is telling a story um, about guilt, loss, love, acceptance, um, redemption, and, um, in, and what else is that? Like, uh, and it's, it's like, you know, subconscious mind. So it's like, you know, some seriously intense, um, delving into the possibly like psychology of it as well. So there's just like so much of this stuff, which is uh, like a lot of people you can resonate with. And it's just amazing. And that fit that. So I do, you know, what's interesting for me is um, when they explain the whole idea of the totem. And if, if, because like Nolan's just too smart, he just doesn't leave anything to like a chance in a way. It's like you have your own interpretations, but it's almost like he knows everything, every possible way that you could possibly interpret a movie. Like, uh, let's juxtapose that with um, another movie, which is um, that Chris Hemsworth movie that came out on Netflix, the action movie. If you guys watched it, I can't remember the name of it now, but he's basically he's a mercenary. And uh, the director just goes, because uh, there's, there's a scene at the end, right? You basically don't know whether he's alive or dead. And then the director just came out. Everybody's like, you know, ask him, what do you think of it? So he's like, well, you know, he's basically saying, if the audience like the ending, then great, we'll leave it as it is. And you know, he doesn't come back. If they don't like the ending, then we'll make a second one. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, I, to me, it's like kind of just have your own sense of what you think it should be. Like, you know, like your your own artistic 
purpose but no one always feels like he just knows everything right so with the whole idea of the spinning top and when it like we're wanting it to fall but if you think about how arthur joseph gordon levitt's character explained it to ariadne how the, the 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 significance of the totem it doesn't actually tell you that if it stops if it stops spinning that he's not in his own dream so the way he's described it is you have this thing you know the weight of your own like he knows the weight of his own loaded die you know the weight of your own totem because you don't want anybody else to experience the weight of it so that you know that um you're not in someone else's dream that's how he said it and then so when you look at and when you watch the end and we were all thinking let's let it drop let it drop, drop, drop. we want his reality we want this to be real for him but just because it drops doesn't necessarily mean he's not his own dream so there was like that that kind of stuff and it's just like uh, just watching it again was like all right yeah there's there's so many different ways you could potentially interpret how it ends and i don't think it's a way that any of those ways have uh, not been thought about as well which is uh, which is amazing and just like the, te the technical feat of it when they're doing the fighting the anti-gravity um in in um uh, in that like kind of the box that they built for people it's just incredible like all of it is just uh, it's just yeah it's just amazing Getting, getting flashbacks to the movie now. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. But I'm getting flashbacks, but I'm telling you, um, I'm looking forward to your reaction when you see uh, the new new movie. Mm. That's yeah. I, I like how organic we've, we've just kind of developed this movie segment at the end of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. for the last, last couple of movies, last couple of episodes, I think. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. In my opinion, it fits. Maybe, maybe it sticks around. Really? 15 minutes at the end, just talk about movies because we like yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Exactly, man. Actually, tell us crystal clear, bro. What's that about? You didn't fully go into it. Oh, I discussed it earlier. I, I discussed it earlier with uh, with Hamill. It was it was basically crystal clear um, to be fully in on where you want to be in the future. Fully clear, fully crystal clear on where you want to be in the future. Um, okay. Now I'm now I'm crystal clear on crystal clear. Yeah, and that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. There we go. There we go. We're losing you slightly, Uma. It's going to be. Are we back? Okay. I'm, I'm up. Here we How's go. That? How's that? Are we on? Okay. Yeah. 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 We're back. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was that was the that was the uh, thought process behind it. Um, mm -hmm. It was basically a conversation I had with brother-in-law, and uh, we were just talking about where we both want to be and current current opportunities that we have to get there. And, uh, but it all, all really starts with, with where are you going? And then it stems into, I was gonna, I was gonna have my neighbors feed the wolf brown uh, because that was gonna be the, the, the right wolf that we, uh, that we wanna kind of feed. Uh, but I thought, okay, it has to start with the vision. If, if you don't have the vision, then you don't really know which wolf is the right wolf to feed. Um, sure. So it's, it's the vision that dictates everything. And once we have that clear in our minds, we can then go forward and realize, okay, am I being effective right now for the things that I wanna achieve? Or is something pulling me away from that vision, making me feed the wrong part of myself, um, which is inevitably going to kind of grow into something that I don't know whether I can control or whether I'll lose myself in, and that probably links in a bit to Inception. So losing yourself in your, yeah. your, own, your own dream um, yeah. without being without being fully aware and fully present as to as to mm -hmm. where you want to be. So yeah, that's that's the that's the thought process behind my name, uh, Crystal Clear Brown. Not not quite as deep as Bubble Bob Brown, but I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, it's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we're gonna have uh, we'll have Hamill on in ten years' time. It'll be Silver Fox Brown. That's it. Absolutely. That's the vision. Crystal clear vision. That's it. That's the crystal clear vision in ten years exactly. Twenty thirty. That's when we're gonna have Hemel back as Silver Fox Brown. Love it. Love it. There he goes. We gotta keep going until then, man. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Ten years of podcast. Can you imagine that? We'll be definitely be on. We'll have Joe Rogan on. We'll be on Joe Rogan. Easy. Easy. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. However, it'll be it'll be like he'll be knocking on our door. He'll be like, guys, can I come in yet? I'm like, yeah, hey, man, we've, we've got a backlog of guests. Yeah, sure. <laughs> gonna be on first. That's it. Yeah, That's exactly. It. Exactly. Gonna stay true to the roots. Yeah. Right. You're right. Any any kind of closing words, Hamel? Anything that you uh you wanted to say that you haven't said up until now? Doesn't have to be closing words. Just just words that you want no, to share. With people. I, I just think like I've come on this to be a bit honest. Um, things were a bit all over the place, but I, I just wanted to use this as an opportunity to share some of the journey that I went through. Um, if anyone ever wants to go a bit deeper into some of the stuff, then give the feedback back and I have no problem in coming on again, but I'd like mm. to thank you guys um, deeply. One, it's kind of nice to also share what I've gone through. I don't think I've ever put it into a structured way. So um, mm. it was really good and it was absolutely great speaking to you both. And I'm looking forward to the next 10, 20 years as we get to know each other, because the whole point of this is that you build more and more people that you're uh, around your network, around the people that support you. And I'm really looking forward to the changes that A, you're going to bring into my life and the changes that it's going to happen to you guys. So uh, mm. looking forward to what comes. So uh, thank you very much. Respect, man. No, we appreciate you being on, man. It's, thank you for taking the time as well. Thank you for sharing your journey because I think it's super, super helpful for people to know uh, what it's like from uh, just like not just working with us, but just what the process is about. You know, it's like i think you've embodied it perfectly i think um like just the way you've described it, you've had that very growth mindset approach to to taking to taking on the changes that you need to take on to live the life that you want to live and and that's super powerful man so i appreciate you sharing that great umar brown you're definitely not crystal clear, I tell you that much right now. Yeah, exactly. He's done. He's gone. So, uh, no, that was great. So, for everybody tuning in, thank you very much once again for listening. Yeah, I really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, uh, please share the podcast as well for people who need to, who need to hear this kind of journey and uh, want to make their own kind of changes as well. Because uh, it's, it's always nice to hear when somebody else has gone through what you probably need to go through and know that it can be accomplished and know that it can be done. And um, there's always people who are going to be looking out for you to be able to achieve that as well. And those people are us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, please uh, feel free to share. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast as well so you get the updates and uh, you get to tune in every week. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to the next episode. Nice. Thanks, guys. Signing off. <laughs>